0: Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basile.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us, go to drpatlive.com. That's www.drpatlive.com. We have got so many things planned for you uh... and i want to just say our hearts go out to all the people in haiti and i want to let you know that here at the dr pat show we are working with aeroquois usa to provide an exquisite solution so you're going to hear much more about that you know solutions dreams visions what does it all mean what does soul shaping mean my very special guest jeff brown is joining us here today he is the author of a book that uh we're going to talk about today soul shaping a journey of self creation. I love that, a journey of self creation. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeff is someone that did all the things that he was supposed to do to be successful in this world. He's going to tell you a little bit about it. I mean, think about it, the dean's list. You know, he won the law and medicine prize in law school. He apprenticed with, you know, famous criminal lawyer uh, Eddie Greenspan. I mean, yeah, this unique individual Jeff Brown did it all. On the surface, everything looks great, all the achievements, everything he could do, prosperity, abundance, and much more. So if he had it all, then what was it about his life that wasn't working? What was it that called him to write this book, Soul Shaping, A Journey of Self-Creation? Jeff, thank you so much for joining the show today, and boy, you, you really open up the conversation on what so many people are struggling with right now of how to be, you know, smooth as you could fool on the outside and be absolutely in pain on the inside. And so thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. I mean, I think it's a really important time in development of the culture in terms of, you know, I think for so long we've been living primarily on a survivalist vibration Really just, you know, adaptations and disguises, putting on whatever mask we had to wear in order to get through our days. And I think something's happened. We've done enough groundwork in the culture. So we're now evolving to the next more nuanced question about our path, which is, what is my true path? You know, not as just, what is, true path is not the path that's just connected to my survival, but there's something else that I'm wanting. I'm here for some other purpose, and how do I find that purpose? And, and as a result, because that question's emerging in our consciousness, there's now a conflict between the adapted and familiar ways of being and the new ways of being that are pushing up against us. Yeah.
1: They are pushing up against us, and they I are. guess the question that you know really uh, is so interesting to me is, you know, how does someone that has everything according to what our pop culture and our society, how does someone such as yourself, you know, wake up one day and realize that everything I have isn't everything I want?
0: Well, for me, it wasn't a wake-up one day. It really was incremental, and I think most things that change us are incremental. And, you know, it was, I call it a distant flute. It was this distant flute of true path, and it came through in odd and unexpected ways. You know, like I would be sitting in class just taking notes, you know, like a good student, and then suddenly I would start writing on the sidebar, almost unconsciously, you are not who you appear to be, you are not who you appear to be, you know. So there was some, these are like little signs, hints, whispers that there's some other path pushing up against us. And, you know, I think we all have these, you know, if we're living a super difficult, super adapted life, it may be very difficult to hear or to notice those glimmers of knowing. But, you know, I think that for many of us, there are signs, you know, we start writing, and we feel like we have a calling to write. And then you know, we're already in engineering school, so it's like we put it away for the moment, and five or ten years later, it starts to appear again and comes back into consciousness. And So for me, it was incremental. It was just little, little increments until I was about to sign on the dotted line and become a lawyer after apprenticing in Canada and being called to the bar, and that's when the noise, it got real noisy inside. You know, that's when the adapted part of me and the more authentic part of me pushed up against each other and basically went to war for three or four years. Yeah.
1: And, you know, this war that, um, and
0: let's talk about the war for a minute, yep.
1: you know, this war that went on, and, you know, and I'm, let's just be clear about it, it's the war that was w- within you, you
2: yeah, know, this battle war.
1: back and forth. What were some of the, what were some of the the, the battles, so to speak, that went on inside you? Was it, a, you know, were you yeah. battling up against the, I should be doing this, this sort of, this yeah. is the way it should look on the outside versus my heart is really here? Was that a primary battle that went on?
0: Well, my heart didn't know where it was. You know, I Mm -hmm. I identified a part of me that I called Little Missy that was really, I identified myself primarily as a warrior, you know, an urban warrior, you know, a, a trial law dude, you know, an edgy guy, and... There was this other part of me, this distant flute, that started to form words that kept saying that this is not your path. And the warrior part of me named that part Little Missy as though it was demure and unable to open doors for itself in a disparaging way, you know, like it had no credibility. It was some esoteric voice, right? And that that voice kept getting louder. And when I was just about to sign on the dotted line and practice law i had what i call a spiritual emergency you know and what others call a spiritual emergency It's the same thing and really what happened is i couldn't sleep i had all these horrible nightmares about walking the wrong path i heard internal chatter you know it was like my warrior and this little missy self would would have a dialogue the warrior would say you're born to be a trial lawyer and change the world in a courtroom and this other voice would say no you're really not That's somebody else's path you're here to walk in another direction and these dialogues are part of the first part of the book And They were really real. I mean, they now I can articulate them a little better than I could then. They were more felt experiences. But, you know, the sacred battleground was really ugly for a while. And even when I made the decision to step back from law, but only for a moment, I had to deal with all the internalized voices of shame, you know, whatever I'd internalized from the culture, like how can you walk away from a guaranteed path? How can you not take care of your family who's always struggled economically? You know, how, What kind of a good Jewish boy makes this move at this stage, given where his family has been? I had to deal with all of these demons inside of me before I resolved this. Yeah.
1: When we take a look at our lives, and let's talk about the book Soul Shaping, because this is the book that, that you wrote. There are a couple things that, um, that, that I wanted you to share with the listeners. Uh, writing a book is one thing, but you know, being able to talk about the life journey and the ability to truly shape one's soul. You know, that's clearly uh, a message that people are really looking for right now. I I I had one of my listeners come on the air the other day and say, "My soul is lost and I wanted you to 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 talk about that." You know, were you looking for your soul so to speak or is there well, a deeper my- meaning in what the listener was saying, "My soul is lost." That's so profound.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think my soul was really looking for me and was trying to bring my identifications, my archetypal identifications into alignment with my soul's journey. You know, I mean, I, throughout my life, you know, I had these glimmers of knowing. And now ultimately I look back on it and I, where I'm sitting right now and all of it has been validated. In fact, it was true. And really what, what I believe that we come in with a divine purpose, that we're all sacred dynamite and, you know, that really our challenge in our life, and it's a very grounded challenge. This is not just, a, you know, you're not just floating into this. We have to do a lot of work to clear emotional debris and clear the messaging from the culture and deal with economic reality just to hear the voice of True Path, just to figure out what that little voice that knows is directing us towards. And. And then ultimately, even if we uncover some gifts or callings inside of us, it's not easy. It certainly hasn't been easy for me to bring them into embodiment, to actually actualize them. But really what it is for me is about honoring that soul's mission that you either chose or that was chosen for you on some level um, before you came into manifestation and to make your life about that, you know, really make your life about it. And I get, you know, emails on a constant basis from people who say, I absolutely have no idea why I'm here, and I really want to know why I'm here. And, you know, they don't even really have faith that there is some divine purpose that's encoded inside of them. And I know for certain that there is a divine purpose encoded inside of them. It doesn't have to be noisy. It doesn't have to be a radio show scene. It doesn't have to be this. It can be something very simple and humble, and really the most important thing is just to find out what it is and to honor it.
1: Uh, What you're talking about is so important. I think that for many people they're going to and have had already the opportunity to truly look at what's in front of them. You know, how to look at a place where, you know, each of us becomes nurtured and nourished at the same time. You know, you write about a difficult childhood and I'm curious about how that helped shape your soul or shape you in some way.
0: You know, I, for for the first part of my life, I identified my, kind of my crazy family as false path, you know? This wasn't, this was not really me. This was like an accident, right? And true path was like far over there in distance over a mountain somewhere. And I was gonna keep going until I found it, you know? But as the journey unfolded, I couldn't really distinguish spirituality from emotional material, you know? Like, what was the karmic field of expansion if not my relationship to my material? If not my relationship to this family of origin? You know it was like what what was going to evolve me karmically you know what was going to change me and shape my soul and as time has gone on i've really begun to understand that the way that i interface with that emotional history um, had a lot to do with it so for example you know i had a warrior aggressive mother you know and i went to war with her for whatever reason this warrior soul went to war with that warrior soul and you know i really believe that was ultimately essential i believe i came in as a warrior archetype and my path in this lifetime is to become a more surrendered being, a more like a benevolent and well-intentioned warrior. And that growing up with that kind of horrifying and negative warrior experience, I think is one of the things that pushed me to be able to get to this stage of my life, but is also one of the things that allowed me and invited me to let go of that way of being. So that's one example of how that very difficult history interfaced with my spiritual evolution.
1: I want to just mention to everyone that's listening to the Dr. Pacho, very special guest joining me here today, Jeff Brown. He is the author of uh, Soul Shaping. And for those of you that want to find out more uh, uh, about Jeff and more about the book, it's really kind of really easy to do. It's an incredible website that I want to direct you to, which is www.soulshaping.com Soulshaping.com. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Jeff about what it means to live in the question. You know, how do you live in that question? What does that even mean to live in the question? And why that's so important in carving, shaping our soul to the place that truly delivers and contributes. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Patcho.
2: This is Talk Radio to Thrive. By. Athletes, diabetics, moms, let me tell you about
0: a new high-tech energy gel called Chocolate No. 9. Chocolate No. 9 is made with only organic agave and the finest dark roast Belgian cocoa. Number no. 9 contains no refined sugar. Number no. 9 is a certified low-glycemic index item, and best of all, Chocolate Number no. 9 simply tastes great. Find out more at chocolatenumber9.com or call 866-999-1909. That's 866-999-1909.
2: Are you tired of being overweight and nothing you try can get you to lose the weight and keep it off? What if there was a way to lose the weight that didn't involve dieting, buying other people's food, counting points, or having risky surgery? I'm Cheryl Manchester from Positive Changes Hypnosis to share some successes from people just like you. Janine Crosby lost 89 pounds in 10 months. Brenda Eckel lost 75 pounds and went from a size 22 to a size 8. She is completely free from her insulin for diabetes. Becky Miller lost 65 pounds and went from a size 18 to a 6. Bill Birdsong lost 105 pounds and a total of 14 inches off his waist. His pant size went from a 50 to a 36. Make a lasting change in your life. Call Positive Changes in Bellevue at 888 311-7157 to schedule a free consultation. That number again is 888-311-7157.
0: Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basile.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And like I said before, if you want to find out more about us, we are really live about 14 hours of live radio a week. And for those of you that cannot catch us live, we have thousands of archives. We're in iTunes, we're on energy radio, and many, many more, conscious media radio. I mean, you'll be able to find us somewhere. So make sure you get over there and Google and Google the Dr. Pat Show or go right to our website, drpatlive.com. And lots of information. If you've missed any part of today's show, this will be replayed later on today, uh, and it will be available in archives as well. Joining me today is Jeff Brown. Success, probably most people could say, is his middle name. But in writing the book, Soul Shaping, many, many things happen. But saying yes to the journey of self-creation is what today's show is about. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. Before break, I talked about one of the things you wrote about in the book, and that is living in the question. Mm -hmm. Um, I truly believe that the way you talk about it and the way you live your life is demonstration of how fulfillment can happen. Could you please talk about why living in the question was so important to you and what the message is for people today?
0: I mean, so this is really the place where I think many of us get stuck. And I think I almost really got stuck here. This was the you know, I, I, when I made the decision not to practice law, the next thing that happened was a lot of emotional, I had like an emotional material phase, a lot of clearing of emotional debris. And, and when I got a little bit more space inside, what then emerged really was nothing other than confusion as to my path, you know? I was just confused. And because I, my nature was really kind of directed and focused warrior self, my inclination was just to like go back to law or focus on business. I really didn't know and I was not trained to sit and hold the space for this question of who I was, you know. It was an uncomfortable query and, and I think because we've developed the survival, the survivalist way of the culture, we're really, uh, we really associate confusion with chaos, with everything falling apart, with things aren't orderly enough. And that has a whole lot of trauma memory for the collective unconscious and certainly for me and my family history. So the hardest thing for me really was to just lie on that couch and let all these voices about my path as to path direction come up inside of me. Little Missy Sang walk this way. You know, the warrior self this way. A part I called the huckster, which was the money-connected part, telling me just to go and develop businesses. Just to sit for as long as I possibly could until these voices all got expressed. You know, it was like they're all sitting around the hearth. And you pass the talking stick around and you create space in your life. You have a little solitude where you can let every voice get itself expressed. And, you know, after I did just enough of that, I came to a place where it was like, okay, this is one thing you need to explore, and you need to go back and actually start a law practice and explore that. And and that was living in the question. It was like, okay, now I knew exactly what the question was, like what pathways of possibility were the most pressing inside of me. And then the next direction was really just to just explore them, live in the question. See your life as an ongoing question until you come to a more consolidated sense of who you are. And, you know, in a culture that's all substitute gratification oriented, that marketers try to direct us by telling us who and what we are buy this and you'll identify yourself as that, it really goes against the cultural grain. But I think it is our only hope because when old ways of being start to die and new ways of being, on our soul-shaping journeys start pushing up inside of us, confusion is all we've got for whatever period of time we have to sit with it. And I really invite and encourage people to be comfortable with it. I say flake it till you make it in the book. It's okay, as long as you're like a directed flake that's really looking for something real, it's okay to not know. It really, really is.
1: One of the things that I love what you're talking about, uh, you know, and what you write about, and for those of you that are just tuning in, Jeff Brown, my very special guest today, uh, Soul Shaping is the book. You know, you've really, you really hit on something, and, and the, how do we know that? All right, let's take a look at Facebook. I think you have something like 5,000 Facebook folks, right? Uh-huh. Um, what do you think it is about what your message really talks to or speaks to that's getting the attention of people? Uh, in the world right now. People that are saying, I I need to have more of what Jeff's talking about.
0: Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot. It's a fantastic question. And I think, you know, it's become a kind of a grassroots movement. And I think there's a lot of places people connect to it. Part of it really is the emotional, the self-admission part. I did so much self-admitting in that book. And I think really self-admission is the road to our liberation, particularly in relation to each other. So many of us carry shame. And self-doubt and we don't even talk about the things we're so ashamed of you know and when we do we often find someone else had the exact same experience and we find it's really not all that bad and the book kind of opens the door it's like an invitation to self-admission and i i think that's part of it and i think the other part of it is i weave emotionality in with spirituality instead of you know presenting a detachment model for how we can get out of here and see our identifications as not who we really are and family history isn't real and like so we just kind of Make this kind of quest for essence that's kind of disembodied or disconnected from who I am as Jeff Brown. Soul shaping really, and I, this was my struggle in writing the book, I felt like I was trying to weave together a model of like ascending with both feet on the ground or in realment, really bringing, not just questing for the light or this floaty, pure consciousness place, but crafting a model that actually integrated in an inclusive way all of our experiences practical and emotional, and I think that that calls out to people on a very grounded level. It makes sense to them, it's relatable in their lives, and at the same time, it encourages and invites them to go to a higher and more purified place. Yeah.
1: You know, when you talk about this, I mean, there are so many people that are looking at their lives right now, whether they want to or not, I was speaking with someone the other day, Jeff, and I wanted to ask you to comment on this and in closing and And let me just thank you so much for joining us today, but more importantly, thank you for you know sitting down and telling the story that you tell and inviting people to take the journey with you
2: yeah, right, I think, think
1: that 's right. what you and me and many other people are being called to do, and it does take courage yep. to do it, and I think my question right now is about courage and and what your personal message would be for people today that are, are reading your book, are listening to the show mm. that say, I truly want to step out there in the way that Jeff talks about. I just don't know if I have the courage. What, what can we say to folks?
0: Well, you know, faith is an odd thing. And I don't have a simple answer as to why somehow I had, you know, no choice but to continue to push on through. The soul shaping birth canal in this culture is a, is, A narrow one I don't want to pretend this is an easy path for anyone and you know the two things that I would say the first is to create just to begin you don't have to get like go to the farthest ends of it uh, in your imagining to begin with start with right where you are and really try to just create space in your voice in your life for the little voice that knows for that, that there is, believe, just to have a little bit of faith. Hang, hang your hat on any moment in your life that has produced a sense of faith about this path and, and to just start to create space to give that, to give breath to that voice. You know, because until you really hear those glimmers of knowing, get some kind of real, just little visions of possibility, it is difficult to believe that you're shooting, there's something to shoot for. You know? And the second thing is absolutely this path is all about courage. I call it divine perspiration in the book. You know? It is the school of heart knocks. That's where we're at at this stage of consciousness. This is not going to be easy. You are up against it. The sacred battleground is challenging. But if you stay with the process and you have faith and you surround yourself with people, and they're everywhere now in this burgeoning consciousness movement that will support you in your process. They're all over Facebook now. It's fantastic. Uh, You will get to a place where you feel much more satisfaction in your soul skin. I know it from my experience. But I also know that this journey, to reach the point where I felt like I really was where I was supposed to be, it probably took 12 to 15 years. And I think we have to be realistic about that and get out of this substitute gratification vibration where we think it's going to happen in five minutes.
1: Oh, I love it. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. Soulshaping.com is the website. Powerful message, powerful book, uh, Soul Shaping, A Journey of Self-Creation. You can go to the website. You'll find out how to get the book and much more. Thank you so much, Jeff
0: you got it. Thank you.
1: I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on each and every day. It is without, for me, without a doubt, what inspires me each day to do more. And that do more is in service of a purpose greater than myself. Thank you all for supporting us along the way as we support you. Until next time, remember to live life full out.